if you have children who are floating away, children who are in danger, children who are in crisis, listen to this Nesiva Shalom, mamish, mamish, practical advice on how to save kids. Ha'oid avichai. Yosef tells his brothers, I am Yosef, is my father alive? So he asks as follows, He already asked them the first time when they came, is your father alive? So why is he asking now? They told him he's alive. Why does he say, Ani Yosef, is my father alive? My father, Once I'm saying, I'm your brother Yosef, it should say, is our father alive? Why does it say only Belashen Yochid? Also, he asked the question. They never answered it. So these are the three questions of the Siva Shalom. Again, when Yosef said, I am Yosef, the first question is, why is he asking if, if his father is alive? When they came to Mitzrayim originally, he asked them, is your father alive? And they said yes. So why is he asking, is Tati alive? The second question is, why is he saying it Belash and Yachid? You should say, Oid Avinuchai, because he just said, I am your brother, Yosef. Why does it say, Oid Avichai? And the third question is, how come they never answered this question? If you look at it, they never answered. So what's going on over here with these words, Oid Avichai? First we have to understand, we have to explain. Let's first understand the concept that when they told Yaakov that Yosef was gone, he refused to be consoled. They said, give up on Yosef, it's over, he's gone, and he refused to be consoled. So he says, I don't understand. Tzadikim accept reality. When bad things happen, Tzadikim accept it. Tzadikim accept the Ratzon Hashem. What does it mean that he refused to be a Kabbal the Ratzon Hashem and to, and to accept Ula Hashlim im Yizbarach? Why did he refuse? They told him what happened. You have to accept the facts. If a person is a real Maimon, you even say, Baruch Dayanemis. You say, listen, if that's what happened, it's Lutoiva, however you want to digest it, but Tzadikim, don't refuse to accept things, refuse to accept reality, it's not the way Tzadikim are. So he explains as follows. The Ziyasoid, that our Avais were so holy, they were so kitschuous atzmum, they made themselves so holy that they were mamash, a vessel for understanding Ratzon Hashem. By Avram Avinu, we know, we all know that. How did he keep Kolotarekula? Because Avram's Avarim, Mamish is on their own. They did Ratzin Hashem. So it came in the middle of uh, September or October, and he just wanted to shake a big palm tree and a big lemon. He just felt the need to do it. He felt the need. He knew internally, his essence knew what Hashem wants. That's what Sadiqim did. And that's why actually it says, Avram He was going to shecht. He was going to shecht, and he's, he, why did he have to, why did he have to push his hand? So the pshat is because his hand knew that the Ratzon Hashem is not to kill him, so his hand didn't want to do it. But he thought, you're supposed to kill him, so he was like, this is odd, you know, I got to, I have to command my hand and send my hand out to kill my son, because I don't know why, for some reason, it's not, it's not willing to do the Ratzon Hashem. But really the truth was, that it's because the hand was right, because his essence was so connected to Hashem, 
that it always knew the Ratzon Hashem. Agav, I want to add, that people ask, Avram did not want to throw out Yishmael, right? But Lamaisa Hashem said, you're wrong. So if Avram Avinu always did the Ratzon Hashem, his essence always knew Ratzon Hashem, how come he got it wrong? If Hashem's Ratzon was to throw out Yishmael, how come Avram Avinu suddenly got it wrong? Right? He knew everything internally. Why, why did he get it wrong? So the answer is, if you look at the Pasuk, it says, you should listen to your wife, Sarah, ki Because Avram Avinu's cheshven was, he's my son. And you don't throw out a child. The Ratzon Hashem is, you don't throw out a child. Hashem says, oh, but let me tell you something you didn't know. That he's, it's, it's a chiddush. Even though he's biologically your son, I am telling you, he is not considered your offspring. Oh, he's not considered my offspring. It's a different story. So that's how he made the mistake because he understood that a Yiddish mama and a Yiddish tata would never ever abandon their child. What's your question? What about Sarah? Sarah wasn't his mommy. Sarah said, throw out the housekeeper's kid. He's ruining my kid. Of course she wanted him out. Shaila Zavramavinu, why didn't he agree? The territory is because he knew he's my son and I never will abandon my child. And why did Hashem say that you're wrong? Because you never, we are not allowed to abandon our children. That child, right? Hashem said, Paskant, The Chazanish said, anyway, after Matan Torah, there's no such thing as he's not my child. After Matan Torah, to after Matan Torah at all. Okay. So the fact is that every tzaddik, they're internally, they're internally they were makabal the Ratzon Hashem. So how can it be, that, that Yaakov didn't want to accept the Ratzon Hashem? So listen to this. It was the Ratzon Hashem she Yaakov lo yisnachim lo yashlim imzeh she Yosef enenu. Because the Ratzon Hashem was that Yaakov should not give up on Yosef. Why? The zayis mehatam. Listen to this. We have kids who are floating away from us that are like in Mitzrayim, Eretz Aretz, trapped in jail and tfisa from addiction and pain and all kinds of problems. Listen. Listen to this. The entire salvation of Yosef came only from the power of being connected to his Tati. He was tied, gebinden, emotionally bound to his father Yaakov. It was a two-way street. He felt bound to Yaakov and Yaakov showed he was bound to him. It's very interesting, Chassam Seifer. Chassam Seifer says, we all know that what triggered the jealousy of the Shvatim was that Yaakov gave Yosef the Ksenis Pasim. But you're a tati of 12 children. You don't know that they're going to be jealous? Chassam Seifer, why did he do it? Why would Yaakov risk that the other kids are going to be jealous and give the Ksenis Pasim to one kid? The Teretz is, the Chassam Seifer says, because Yaakov foresaw, he knew that of all my kids, this one is going to be in big trouble. This one's going to be ripped away from the family. This one's going to be a 17-year-old kid that's in a world that is totally foreign and strange to him and he's going to go through an Nisiyanis that none of the other kids are going to go through. And Yaakov realized that the only chance he has is if he knows that my Tati loves me more than anybody or anything else in the world. So he took the Ksenis Pasim. He risked the jealousy of the brothers because this kid needs a message. This kid needs to know this more than anybody else. And my Tati loves me on the apple of his eye. He needed to know Yisrael. I have as Yosef Mikalbanu Mikalechov. He needed to know that. So that's what he's saying over here. 
the only salvation of our children who are lost, the Chol Yeshu Asei Shal Yosef Haisa, by being connected. Shuhu Haya Mekusha Yaakov, that Yosef was Mekusha, was gebinden, emotionally gebinden, to his father Yaakov, and Yaakov was bound to Yosef. And this connection, Nishmira was saved, was protected, guarded. If he would have thought that my Yosef is gone, so you emotionally disconnect. Right? That's part of life. There's a Shiva, there's a Shloishim, there's a year. You don't go around every single day. As, as painful as it is, life goes on. You're supposed to, it's healthy. You have to move on. So, if that would have happened, then he would have weakened, he would have lessened, he would have let go of the grip of the Hiskashas to Yosef, and then Yosef would never have made it. We all know, at the time of the Nisayin, that the Medr says that the Nisayin was stronger than Yosef, it was altivist, it was supernatural, he could not win on his own. So what happened? He saw his father's Dumus, he saw the Dumus of his father. I'm sorry. When he saw his father's face, if he sees his father's face and he thinks, oh, that guy will be so happy to get rid of me. Right? He wishes I was dead. He wishes I was out. He's looking for the delete button. Then forget about it. There's no kayach, no energy coming from that. But because he saw his father's demos he saw that demos and he realized, I am connected to something. That my tati wants me, my tati believes in me. Who knows what would have happened? Because it's a real power. You feel what the other person feels about you. You feel their concern. And if the father is at night thinking, eh, I had, I had 12 kids, now I have 11. I have a lot to be thankful for. We can move on. Nebuch, like some people feel. Nebuch, Nebuch. Then the kid automatically, it's not a joke. Then when they need to draw energy and power, they can't. They can't. We always say this story, but it's so powerful, about this girl who, was, who decided to kill herself. And she said goodbye to Facebook. Goodbye to the world, which is terrible. And then she started to kill herself, overdosing with, with pills. And in the middle, Mamsha Miracle, her mother called her. When she saw the picture, the Mustiuk Naishal Imoy, she saw her mother's face. At that moment, if she would have felt, ah, they're better off without us. They're better off without me. I'm such a pain. I caused them so much aggravation. They're crying so much, right? Be- she's better off without me. She would be gone. But she saw the Mustiuk Naishal Imoy and she said, I can't do this to her because I know that she will never ever get over me. And she called herself Hatzala, pumped her stomach, and she's alive today, years later, because of that. That's so powerful that they're going to need to draw power from. They're going to need to draw energy from. To have that extra power. Altivis, supernatural, above addictions that are too strong for them. But if Yaakov would have detached himself from Yosef, he would have let go of that rope. Who knows what would have happened, says the Nesiva Shalom. Because of that power, and by the way, Nesiva Shalom says in a different place that what you should do is you should be thinking about your kid and being ma'ir, a love, a hava, v'chem, l'b'li, g'vul. 
And this is a totally supernatural kayak. When you go to sleep at night, take out pictures, think about your kips, think about them, and be ma'ayr elav, ahava v'chem l'bligvul, you don't even need to say it to them. I mean, I want you to do that anyway. Right? But that's supernatural. Kamayim apanam apanam. They feel it. They feel an energy. V'zeh rak mikaycha shal Yaakov shal yimakusha elav, higia yosef liyos moishil b'chol eretz mitzrayim. If he would have succumbed to that Avera, he would have been kaput, he would have been gone. But the energy from having a tati, that Mamish loved him, and connected to him, and was not Messiah Das from him, was, he ended up being able to be Moshe, what does it mean spiritually? He ruled over all the Klippas of Mitzrayim. He was surfing on, the, on, on top of all of the waves. All of the Nisiyanis, all of the Erevis Aretz couldn't touch him. He was able to be above everything, he was able to re- retain his holiness in a crazy, sick world. Our kids who are out there, we try to build forces, to, you know, walls to keep the bad and evil and tuma and confusion out of our homes. But these kids are out there. How did they ever come back? You know, most of them come back. The Bali Chuba, they're so strong. You know what they have to overcome? We make sure that our kids should grow up pure and innocent. But once they're out there, mamish in the street. It's unbelievable. I heard Rabbi Ram Shur once said of art. He said that, because um, I'll say that the Ebesha said, if you're going to accept the Torah, fine. And if not, then Shom Teheik Furaschem. He says, Hashem suspended the Harakigigos, the mountain on top of them. And he said this, but he should have said, and if you're not going to be in love, if you don't accept the Torah, Poi Teheik Furaschem. You're going to be buried here. What's Shom? So he said, because the chat was, Hashem said, be makabal the Torah and live a holy, wonderful life. And don't go out there to the world and, and get all their confusion and sin and all of that. And if you don't accept it, then shum, over there. Take for Askham. That's where you're going to be buried, over there. Spiritual burial. So we try to protect our homes in every way that we can. And these kids, Nebuch, they end up right in the palm of their hand with the worst uh, Averis and the worst Tumah and the worst confusion and the pain. And they're open to all of the craziness of the world. Everything. Mamish is in the palm of their hand. And they're walking in parades and they're siding with... They're total... They're there. And, and they still come back. But how can they come back? How can we expect our kids to be Moshel B'chol Eretz America, B'chol Eretz the world in, in this century, which is probably, I don't know what the Klippas of Mitzrayim were and the Ervis Eretz of Mitzrayim, but I can't imagine that it's anywhere near the Klippas that we're dealing with today, that people don't even know if they're left or right, if they're straight or crooked, right? They don't know if they're a man or a woman. People could be so confused. Open up a Gmail account. This is still kosher. Even with a filter, you can do this. Open a Gmail. It's Google, Rabbi Nishalaylam. Open a Gmail account. It's free. And it'll ask you, click here, man, woman, other. I didn't know there's another. What else can it be? It's pretty simple. Why is this so confusing? Why is it so complicated? And because of, of, of a small amount of people, other, other, and and transgender and LBGQBT and all of these things that are so confusing. It used to be very simple. You were a man. You stayed a man. You went to the men's bathroom. You died a man. You married a woman who was born a woman. And it went to the woman's bathroom and died a woman. It wasn't that complicated. Now, options. Options. It's very complicated. You imagine someone 13, 14, 15, and all of a sudden you got options. Which bathroom do you want to go to? What are you in the mood of? 
Are you in the mood of, of being a man? Are you in the mood of being a woman? Are you in the mood of being a man who feels like a woman? Or a woman who feels like a man? A man who feels like a woman who feels like a man? Which bathroom are you going to go? This is very complicated. And what happens if you're in the middle of going to the bathroom and you change how you feel? Like, what happens then? Then your mamash, you find yourself in the middle of nowhere's land. It's mamash horrible. It's mamash horrible. So it's such a confusion. Bechol, klipas, eretz, ha'aretz umlaya, the sayu vavayu. Wow. So Yosef only managed to do it because he was holding on to a, a, a skashus. He was holding on to a cord. He was holding on to a rope. And on the other side of the rope was who? It was Tati. One of the first, in the first year of TP. This, this, this is unbelievable that this mother came up with this. One of the best TP moms. Unbelievable, inspirational. And her son was going, traveling somewhere far away with the ponytail and everything. And she had such a skashus to this kid. And she didn't want him to be in danger, alone, far away from home, in Ervis, wherever he was going to. And at the airport, she came up with a brainstorm. She pulled him in close, and she said, listen, we're doing a surgery. He said, a surgery? What kind of surgery? She said, make believe this is a string, and I'm attaching it to my heart. I'm tying it here around, me, around my essence, around my heart. I'm tying this around. And this is a string. And now, and she put his, she, she went like this into his chest. And now I'm tying it into your heart. And now our hearts are connected by an invisible rope. And wherever you go, wherever you are, you just tug on that and I'm going to feel you in my heart. And he said, he said, he used to at night, if he was scared, if he was alone, he would give it a little tug. And she would tell him on the phone, by the way, last night I tugged you. Did you feel it? Yeah, mommy, I tugged you. And they felt connected. Baruch Hashem, this boy came back from the abyss, married, wonderful, beautiful, mamish wonderful, because a mommy and a tati who didn't let go of that rope. So Yosef is holding on to this rope, and on the other side is a tati. If tati would have thought that he's gone, give up on him, so then he would have weakened his grip on it, the kid never would have made it out. Think about how many parents which is such a chaval, because most of the kids come back. And their parents who are advised by people, oh, this can't come back. I could be made. We've had kids come back from every kind of situation. There is no situation where a kid cannot come back. I worked with a kid who shmad. He shmad. He walked around with a cross. He shmad. Today, that kid, you can go meet him. From Erlach, married. I was at the wedding. Just had a baby. I just saw his father a couple of weeks ago. He just had a baby. So anything. I've, I've been a kid who came to me. The first time I saw him, he said, I'm gay. The kid was convinced for years that he's gay. He's married today to a woman. From, from comes to my house. I mean, there's no such thing that nothing, that, oh, this kid, no way. We've had kids in TP come back. We have today, can I know her, almost 80 from kids. To be from means you have to be alive clean, stable, emotionally strong enough to re-embrace Yiddishkeit and to live a from life? Come on, I'm at the weddings. And people go ahead and they tell parents, no, let go, let go. Or, and I'm not anti-therapy, but I'm anti-this. You have to, what do they call it? They tell you, you're too, you're too entangled with this kid. You're too, you're too close to this kid. What's the word? There's a word. Enmeshed, no? What? You're codependent. You have to begin to... What's that word? They have a, a, a famous word. You're too attached to the kid. You have to detach. Yaakov, Yaakov Avinu. Ba'yuma'in l'snachim. 
You have to detach, Yaakov. Come on, get over it. This is a reality. Kid's not coming back. We got blood here. We, I'm telling you, this kid can't come back. And they give advice to parents. You have to detach from your child. He's codependent. He has to become a choice. They hit rock bottom. All of this garbage. It's an Nisayin that's too strong for them. Why are you giving up on them? They're going to come back, like Rabshim Shampinka said, the Ezra Sashem Kulam Chodzrim. They all come back. Right? Our job is to just to be there for them and never let go. So listen to what he says. Hashem wanted Yaakov to feel in his Ratzin, in his bones, that Yosef is alive. And therefore his bones, Taka followed the Ratzin Hashem. It's a mashal. Somebody falls way deep, 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 deep down. He's gone. Somebody falls into a 500 foot pit. He's gone. But if he has if he has a rope, which is connected, which is connected to a fixed, right? A fixed thing. There's a rope connected to a rock, something that's never going to move. He doesn't have any reason to be scared. It doesn't matter how far away you are. Because you're connected to something that is never going to budge. There is always a way to get out of the matzav, no matter what the matzav is looking like. I had so many times kids I was working with, and they told me their situations. I said to myself, how is this kid ever going to make it out? And they're alive. Alive. Thriving, building families, it's possible. As long as you're connected to something that's never going to budge. I'm never going to let go of this rope. But if you're not connected to anything that's strong and that's never going to let go of you, it's really bad news. Because if you fall, you could be lost forever. Like the famous Medrash that he brings down in, in Shabbos many times. There was somebody who was drowning in the ocean. The captain threw out the chevel, the life preserver to him. And he screamed out to him, Hold on to this rope. As long as this rope is in your hands, you have life. But if you let go of this rope, you will never be alive. You'll never make it. What was the eights of the captain? The Hamanig, and those who are leaders, he twice chevelzeh. This is the message to the children who are out there in drowning in the Shmutz and in the Yam Hasoyar into the terrible, terrible stormy seas. The message is twice chevelzeh, hold on to this rope that I'm giving you. If you're going to have the power being connected to me, the Tati, the Mami, who is never going to leave you. Even if you're drowning in the, in the sea. You should give your kid a rope. And you say, hold on to this no matter where you are. As long as you're holding on to this rope, there's hope. You never let go, Shefullah, and I will never let go. 
and there's a hope. You'll always get out of anything because we are together, we are a team. That's what happened to Yosef in Mitzrayim because he was Makusher emotionally through an invisible rope that only comes because the father and mother do not give up on the kid and believe in the kid and because they were never Messiah Das, they never let it slip. That's why Yosef ended up being able to withstand his challenges, ride above the waves, all the Klippus Mitzrayim he conquered, and he was able to become Mamash the Yisoyed, Midas Yisoyed of Klal Yisrael. Now he's going to answer all the Kasha so beautifully. Ani Yosef, I am Yosef. Oisa Yosef, that Yosef that you knew. Kemoisha Hayisi Mikaidim. That same Yosef, that same good boy that when I used to be in Yeshiva, you remember that, that guy? That kid who was coming home with good marks once upon a time? He says, Yosef, I need Yosef, I'm the same Yosef. I want to tell you something. I am that same Yosef. After every Nisayin, all the challenges that I went through. You want to know why? Because the relationship and the connection between my Tati and me, I'm telling you how I remained Yosef. Because I'm telling you how I did it, because my Tati, my relationship with my father stayed alive. It's the same geschmack and the same connection. That's how I was able to be Yosef, even after everything I went through. And now it makes sense why he said Avi, because he wasn't talking about our father as he physically alive. He was letting them know the reason, the way, the reason that I was able to be Ani Yosef, the same Yosef as before, after everything I went through, is because I always felt that my Tati, my relationship with him is alive. He already asked them, like we said before, he already asked them when they came, if Tati is physically alive. I want to let you know that my Tati is alive. He's alive in me. And he says so beautiful, it wasn't a question. Is Tati still alive? It wasn't a shayla. And that explains the other question. They never answered him. You know why they never answered the question? Because it wasn't a question, it was a statement. I'm letting you know how I managed to survive. Wow, you went off to Derek when you were 15. You were doing drugs at 16. You were doing selling drugs at 17. And you ended up here and there and everything. And now you see so many of these kids when they're older and they're normal and they're stable. Ani Yosef, but how'd you do it? Oid Avichai, because inside of me, every step of the way, I felt a lebedika kesha, his kashras, to my tati and my mommy that they never let go of me. And that could only happen if, emotionally, you never abandon your kids, you never messiah das from your kids, you never let go of them, you never give up on them. I don't care how many other kids you have. This kid is your kid, and you are going to carry him and hold on to him, and carry him to that chuppah be'ezus Hashem. I have no doubt about it. Elisha Amalehem Shani Yosef, Oisa Yosef Kishayisi. 
Mikoyach she'oidovichai. I'm the same Yosef that I was. From the Koyach, from the power. Because my relationship with my father, my connection. Mikoyach ha'askashu she'ovichai b'kirbi. It's alive inside of me. Mikoyach zeh ani oisa Yosef. V'ani moishel b'chol eres mitzrayim. Ki oidovichai b'kirbi v'ani makusher a love. We can tansen, we can dance on top of all the nisyayinists as long as you have a tati, even far away, that refuses to give up on you. And that's why, so beautifully says the Nesiva Shalom, it says the Yaakov refused to give up on him, and the next chapter, Yosef is, fe- is, is faced with his biggest nisyayin of his life. And what's the word that it says? Vayimo'in. says the Nesiva Shalom, Vayimo'in, is connected to Vayimo'in. When you have a tati that refuses to give up on you, he connected to the Shalshelis HaKadosh. That's the Shalshelis. Yaakov and Yitzchak and Avram. And he schlepped himself out of that matziv because shuv yachid. It wasn't one against one. It wasn't a guy going out there fighting a guy with a knife who's a karate expert. It's two against one. Niskasher im oviv, says the Nesivashalim. And that's the vayimo'in of a parent who refuses to give up on the child, gives the kayach even far away. You don't see him. You don't know where she is. But there's a kayach that I am not alone. I will be able to refuse at some point. I'll be able to get back and to pull on that other piece of that rope and come back home to Tati. Oh, beautiful. You see how Mamashi Yisaid... He gave him a bomb. There were no, there were no sixty-five-inch televisions in those days. All you had was excitement passing. I bet you he wrapped it and he wrote a yeah. He showed him all of his love. He said, "You are the most special thing in the world to me." That's the first bomb, first love bomb in the Torah. Beautiful. This is Avi Fishoff, and I can be reached at twistedparenting at aol.com.